this is your girl Lindsay and I am here with the Integrity Matters podcast. I have been taking a little break but I am excited to be back and we have a lot of great things um, and great content in store for you and to start off this month in this series. Um, this series will be entitled The Power of Connection. The Power of Connection. And this first conversation um, I didn't seek this one. This one sought me <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Um, I reached out to my girl and she, you know, we initiated, she initiated the conversation. I'm like, bet it was awesome. She does have something to say that I know it will bless you and encourage you. So I'm going to introduce for the first time to the Integrity Matters podcast, my friend, my sister, she is the triple P. I call her the poetic prophetic, powerful, Miss Erica LeCount, and I would like to welcome you to the Integrity Matters Podcast, and thank you for uh, reaching out and getting us out, you did this, getting us all together so that we can connect, so welcome, and you can introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do, and we'll go from there. Hello, um, I am Erica LeCount, my name is Mrs. Erica LeCount as of this year, in August I've been married 30 years. <laughs> so Mrs. Erica LeCount, I'm also Sister Erica LeCount as well. I'm a member of Banner of Truth Ministries. Um, without moving any further, I must say my husband is Richard LeCount Jr. And my pastor is Pastor Johnny Underwood from the Banner of Truth Ministries. Those two men are two men that are very, very um positive in my life uh the other man i would like to make sure i mention in this introduction is jesus christ um 25 years ago this year i gave my heart to the lord my life have never been the same and i am glad i am so glad that it has not been the same and it has taken off and went leaps and bounds and yes i do have a lot of valleys but my high place is where i I exalt god i glorify him and this is a high place on today so i'm excited about sitting down in the presence of integrity matters podcast with sister Lindsay, um just to have a conversation and i'm honored that you that we got together and i believe this was a god thing god um and like i said this uh topic today is on the power connection for healing. Um, We connect with people for various things, for various reasons, but I believe that this is the season where um, God is healing us from past things, deep things, um, painful things. Um, God wants his people whole, Um, but it's definitely a journey to get there. It's a journey, and you have to put in some work to get some healing. Um, And I believe that you need to connect to the right people um, to help you on this journey for healing. She already started talking about her husband, God first, her husband, and her pastor. Um, Three um, major components of, you know, being connected to the right person for your life, um, being connected to the right person for um, your spirit. So we can even start there about that connection, being connected to um, the right person um, for your life and for the spirit who's The first thing I want to say about that is um, we are in a generation right now. We're in a season where everybody is trying to be their, them, their true, authentic self. 
that's the words that that is 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 um, echoing in this um, on this in this earth and in the atmosphere right now. Everybody is woke. We in a woke generation, and everybody is being their true, authentic self. But when you are being yourself, you have to make sure that you do not um, leave out who created you. The creator uh, sometimes take the back seat when you're trying to be so woke and and and, and talking about. Um, who you are and all of these things you have going on in your life, you cannot omit or dismiss um, the creator. That's right. I said the creator because one of the things that we we are experiencing in this generation, people are offended by the name Jesus Christ. So if you if you are offended by Jesus Christ, you can you you. He is our creator. Yes. He have over 365 different names. <laughs> what a coincidence mm-hmm. that the Roman calendar wasn't even made up before, I mean, completed or even before we got here. Wow. And, and it's 365 days in the year. And it's 365 names that I read a book on the names of Jesus Christ. And that's where the number came from. And it's so prominent in my spirit right now. But if you're offended by Jesus Christ, we can call him our creator. We can call him Lord. But we cannot dismiss him. He is the one that, that um, he's the bomb of Gilead. And because of him, I can move right on into to some of the things, the components of healing. It can, healing cannot take place without medicine or, or the balm, which is the balm of Gilead, which is Jesus Christ. It's no healing can can take place. You can you'll be just going round and round in a cycle, in a circle, and you won't get out that. You won't get out it. Without him, you will be taking um, pills. You will be drink, find yourself drinking alcohol, going from this therapist to the next because you're looking for a voice or of reasoning or, or you're looking for the right medicine. And it's no way around it. That's right. It's no way around it. Um, I had some very traumatic experiences happening happen to me just recently in my life. And the one thing I knew and the one thing that I know is a sure in my life without Christ being in my life I would not have been healed and whole and moving in the way I am right now had I not had Jesus Christ in my life and that's powerful and I can attest to the same thing I often and I know my listeners have heard me share um, this testimony in 2020 um, not only when the pandemic started I always tell people our family went through our own personal pandemic um, I lost my brother tragically Later, I lost the aunt to breast cancer. Man, two weeks later, my aunt that was at my brother's funeral passed away. Yeah. It was like seven deaths in five months, um, just in 2020 alone. Um, and not counting the people that was dying from COVID that we knew, you know, uh, church friends, people we went to school with, and all this loss that was happening. But then it became very personal um, when it started hitting my house very heavy. And I promise you, I can attest to the same thing, that I would not have made it without God. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I did go to therapy, and I still do, mm-hmm. but the God component with that made healing possible. It makes it easy mm-hmm. to be able to talk and to share 
um, because it was very painful, it was very traumatic, um, but it makes it easier to share when you're coming from a place of healing versus from a place of brokenness. Um, so how did your journey of healing start and do you feel like I know you feel like you're in a complete place. So talk about going from point A to where you are right this morning. Mm-hmm. I must say first, though, um, no attempt, no pun intended, against their therapy is conversation. We must talk our way through some things. We must speak some things. We must have somebody um, we can physically um, talk to and have a conversation and dialogue and help us navigate through through some of these treacherous waters, um, which is grief is what we are talking about right now. Um, And I give you my deepest sympathy. We were right there with you during the pandemic. My family experienced a lot. And we navigated through those waters. When I say we as a family, but when um, uh, October 14th came and um, I lost my son, I felt like it was just me and Jesus at that time. Um, I really leaned on him. I really, when I say I leaned on him, I don't want to be so... um, I don't want to use words that everyone won't be able to understand. When I say I leaned on him, I woke up in the morning. The first thing I did when I took my breath, when I took a breath of fresh air and looked at the sun coming through my window, I leaned on him by saying, thank you, Lord. I got another day, another chance um, to get this thing right with you. One thing I had to understand, um, is that death? <laughs> it's inevitable. It's yes. gonna happen. It is. It is. And um, I'm speaking from a place of being a mother. I lost my son. Um, he was murdered. And before he was murdered, um, the Lord was giving me chances, and He was ministering to me to get myself together. Um, when I say get myself together, mentally. I've been reading scriptures. Um, I was, I had found myself in thrust and prayer. I was fasting more than I ever did before in my life. My life was so focused and so sound when that thing happened with my son. I was moved. I was hurt, broken, and I gave myself chance to even feel all of the yucky in that car in that day on that day. Um, but within one hour of riding going down the road. I spoke, I told these words to my sister. I told her that um, I'm gonna give myself a chance to, one hour to make a decision if I'm gonna carry this or I'm gonna forgive or I'm gonna release. And I made the decision to forgive in one hour. I literally looked at my cell phone and I wanted to make sure I ride it out the last second and I released it. You can make a decision. People don't understand that. They say, no way you can just forgive the man who murdered your child. Yes! Because sometimes we'll find ourselves getting in the way in in things that's not concerning us. That was not my business. That's my son. But the way he lived when he left from my house, he was a grown man. And I want these words to be 
release from me as a grieving mother for the rest of my days. Mm-hmm. I'll feel that pain Definitely. of a child absence then. I lost my son in such a whole horrific way. But I will not carry the burden of uh, guilt and unforgiveness. Wow. I release that young man. I intercede for him. And I look at this this way. He has forever got an intercessor assigned to his life for the rest of my days. We have to mind our business. And my business is concerning what God wants. So I had to ask myself in that car that day, what would Jesus do? He was on the cross stretched out with his arms wide. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what. Did I say those words? I did not say those words. I said, Lord, help me, help me. And as he helped me, he allowed people the next day I was getting phone calls. People was calling me and I had to had to brace myself and literally say, do they know I just lost my son? Are we having this conversation? I'm literally talking with people and mentoring them through and navigating through muddy waters in their lives. And I literally had just lost my husband. I mean, my son. But all I could think is, God, you prepared me for this. All these days when I was quoting the scriptures, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. Thou art with me. The young man that murdered my son, he lives behind me. Literally, I can see his house from my house. So when when, when a normal person um, open their Bible and read the words, love thy neighbor, I don't know what they think. But when I read it, I got another perception now. I really love my neighbor. I got to make myself be in this mindset and have the mind of Christ when I see that scripture. You know why? Because I don't want to just say that neighbor behind me, but people, mothers all over this world, I want to be able to say something to them that I may never have another opportunity to say, forgive the person who murdered your child. That, just, just take yourself out of it. I don't care how wrong they been. I don't care what they did. Forgive them. Forgive them. Take yourself out of it. So God can use you. It sounds like and what I'm gathering and what I feel is that forgiveness was really um, the catalyst for your healing. That's where the healing came in. Because I know that people look at you and say, well, how was she able to you know, stand and eulogize her son? How was she? Because she really, and she did it too. She a powerful sermon, powerful sermon um, over her son's body. And she even said in the camera that she forgives the young man that kills her son. And not everybody's in that place. But I heard you say something so powerful when you said that God was preparing you. And most times we never know the what. You don't know what's going to happen. But you feel that pull. You feel that tug. Listen, you need to give me a word. Listen, you need to fast. You need to consecrate. You need to, you know, do whatever it is you need to do to build up your strength. I believe the Bible even says building yourself up in your most holy faith um, so that we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So when these things do come, that you will be prepared. You will be surprised how you respond. Um, and one thing that I, one of the um, deaths that we had, my uncle had passed away. And it was on Friday in April, I believe it was. And one of my coworkers, her husband died the same day. And after 
because she came back to work from, you know, the funeral and everything. She told me, she's, and we talked about it. She said, Lindsay, I watched how you handled losing several family members at one time. My husband was just one death, but it was, you know, major for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, I watched how you, deal, how mm-hmm. you dealt with that. And that gave me strength mm-hmm. to say, hey, you can make it through this. Yes. I was done when somebody sent me home mm-hmm. because I was done for the day because you never know who's watching. That's right. And who's paying attention to how you respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you just keep going, you know? And it was very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, very difficult. And I'm sure... Um, that the loss of your son, I mean, I was hurt and I didn't even know him like that. I knew of him and I know of her children, but I didn't know him like that. Um, but it broke me and I didn't even know him. But you as the mother, um, how did you find the strength to persevere um, in the midst of this adversity? Because again, you live behind the person <laughs> that murdered your child. Um, what makes you get up every day? One thing I want to make sure I clear clear up, and I want people to hear me when I say this, this is not just cliche. These are not just words someone said and you weren't, you weren't able to relate to them. I'm personally going to tell you. I don't know how to put it in words because I had some time to think about this, and I spent time meditating on this, this very words I'm about to say to you. It's a scripture in the Bible that, that says it, the words are sting, that, that that God was saying he'll take the sting out of grief. And if something sting, how long, I, I ask myself, how long does that thing sting? You know, you, you won't feel that sting the rest of your life, or is that sting going to be like a thorn out of a rose? Like Paul said, it, a thorn in my flesh. So now you got this thing here, this thing just just on you. And so what what I can personally say, the day, the hour, I found out and got the phone call that my son was murdered, I made the decision to fast. I took no food to my body and I drank no water. I only sipped when I needed and felt my blood sugar going down, I would grab a peppermint or something when I had to handle business, go to the sheriff department, to the funeral home, or what have you. Uh, every now and then within that fourth day, I think I had a handful of grapes. But I had to beat this flesh into subjection because I want, Erica wanted to be mad. Erica wanted to get, Erica wanted to get whatever. Erica wanted to go out of her head, just be crazy, and let all this stuff just go. But I found a place to put all that. Um, the therapy that God got such a great sense of humor. One of my closest friends, she's a grief counselor. So she and I, she, I know she's counseling me. We talk on a daily basis. I know she's counseling me. And, and she was actually going to be writing a book. And, and not to get off the topic, but do you not know when I know, I can, I know when I was fasting, the power of God was so strong in my life. I could get up and do things that I wasn't generally able to do. I can go and take care of business that I generally wasn't able to do. If I can tell you how to remove that sting of grief, 
it'll be through fasting. We can pray to the to the sun go down and come back up. Half the time it's just our words and we ain't even touched the spirit realm yet. But when you put this flesh under subjection and, and I, I I was not doing the fast where you removed the cell phone or stopped with soldiers or didn't eat any meat. That wasn't what I I needed. I needed strict fasting. I needed that fast like Yeah. Yeah. So anger wouldn't overtake my heart and that the Lord can purge purge me and cleanse me and do the work that he needed to do in me through that fast. So if I say nothing else of clarity today, I would want to make sure I tell whatever grieving person, not just a mom that lost a child or, or, or anyone that lost a child. I want everyone to know you can take that thing out by fasting. I'm telling you, I witnessed it with my own eyes. You didn't feel what you think you would have been feeling. I had to keep checking myself. Forgiveness was able to come in, and 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 I was able to to literally release some things that I would not have able been able to do. And I fasted many times in my my walk in Christ, but this time I was serious, and I'm still serious. And now this is what I got—a lifestyle of fasting and praying. Now is dedicated that I'm dedicating that to other parents that that I heard in the community and read in the newspaper um scrumming strolling on on social media and now I'm connecting to these moms and interceding for them and saying God if they can just turn down that plate people will say well that'll make you weak well that would make your flesh weak yes it will but in the spirit, God will be able to do some things with you. You'll, you'll be able to think a lot clearer. You'll be able to hear. That's powerful. And that fasting is the connection portion. When you connect to God um, through fasting and through praying and through consecration, that's what builds your spirit. That's what builds your faith. Because my brother died. It was a lot going on behind the scenes that I could not prove. I'm not a violent, I've never been a violent one, that's my sister, we're not going to talk about her, but um, I'm, I, well, I was angry, I was upset, I'm like, God, why him, why now, why this, you know, because of the circumstances, but God stepped in, of course I had my moments, but God was able to help me be like, listen, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about that, you got to focus on you and your people, mm-hmm. and that discipline for fasting, mm-hmm. because it's not easy to mm-hmm. do. A true fast is not. It's not easy. And a lot of people can't do it. It's not easy. And won't do it because you, you'll quickly break it. Mm-hmm. But that connection to God mm-hmm. is what we need in this season, which brought my sister to a place of healing mm-hmm. that nobody can explain. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says the peace of God that surpasses all of our understanding. We don't understand mm-hmm. how. She's able to talk about her the passing of her son. Mm-hmm. How I'm able to talk about the dying, the deaths of seven people in my family. Um, but it's the peace of God. Can I tell, share this? One of the things that came, a thought that came to me that I meditated during that time. I meditated, literally sat and just tried to just understand what God was saying about peace mm-hmm. and healing and all of this in my journey of grief so quickly and we 
in in the church lingo, we love to say, God gonna do a quick work. Do you really know how quick he'll do the work? Do you really understand what you're saying? Listen, I tried to explain, I tried to sum up what I was feeling in 30, 40, 30 minutes at my son's service. I had to try to draw a picture of what true peace feel like. And I know, Lindsay, you work in the medical field. So I had to use a terminology that I don't really know a lot. I'm not medically inclined, but I had children before. And so I had also used this, this the, the Lord has shared with me this word that, that Erica is two times you will feel this type of pain. You will feel this, this pain when you are bearing your child with no medicine, natural birth, and when you lose them, when I call them home. And wow. That's the contractions you feel. But you breathe through them. But the peace that I felt, I could not put words to it. And the day before my son's service, the Lord spoke these words to me. He said, my peace I give, and I could not hear the rest of the scripture. I went and read it. But he was telling me in my, med- my time of meditation that peace is like anesthesia. Now, anesthesia, in my studying and researching, it, you can get it in blocks. If you're having surgery on your shoulder, you don't have to numb the whole body and the brain and the mind and the leg and the stomach. and the arm. You, you can block, do anesthesia blocks for certain areas. If they're going to do a cesarean on a woman and remove the baby, they, they can do a block in the, and just lower extremity. And I say, God, you put anesthesia blocks in it, block in it, in like literally, <laughs> when he tell, I'm telling you, wow, it was so much peace. It, it, I was trying to explain it to my sister who was driving in the car the day we got the phone call about my son. We were literally, it, it something happened in that hour. My sister and I still talks about this. We try to wrap our mind about around what we felt so we can relate it to other people. If you imagine yourself driving, going down the road and all of the air left out the room, out the car, a stillness fell in the car. It was close to worship. Literally, I had my hand out the window because I'm country. (laughs) <laughs> and I was enjoying not driving and we had an 11 hour drive I believe and my arms were hanging out the window and I was just just basting in his presence and I could feel God's glory like never before in my life and I was trying to tell my sister you feel that? she was driving but like yeah I feel that it's something like it's a peace we was on a back country road going through the back way down in Florida to get to Miami. And and we it, it was a peace. Like anesthesia was in the car. It filled the whole car. And when the phone rung and I heard the words, I literally ministered. I found myself ministering to the person that called me to give me the message. Because the an, that anesthesia, I'm trying to use that word anesthesia, but in the spirit room, the peace of God was so heavy in that car. His presence was so heavy. The worship was so real and intense. I couldn't even come down literally. And I don't think I still. Wow, you didn't hear it. 
Like that anesthesia block around my heart. So I can sit here today and have a conversation and and in my mind on the way driving here this morning, I thought, Lord, give me something to say that if when I'm le- when I'm gone from this earth, my words will be resounding and echoing for other moms that's grieving something of substance that they would be able to hold on to, even if they just remember. I heard this this young lady from McIntosh County said, I need to fast. I need to turn my plate down in the midst of grief while I'm mourning. Turn my plate down so I can draw strength and not not lose my integrity. Wow. And and who God building me to be and be able to speak and 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 be in a sound mind. Sound. Sound. You can't fake this. But I, I, I pray that 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 I can can um, put these words together enough. I was I had a thought driving on the way coming here this morning, and I say, Lord, from coast to coast, I'm on the coastal waterways of Georgia. So from Georgia over to California, if this sound, if this this broadcast go over by way of the world and World Wide Web and I would want people who don't know my son, they they would have no uh, personal connection to him because they didn't know him. What can I say to people in grief that they'll remember that, that our creator is with them? And I say, God, show me what I, tell me what I can say. What does that look like? He said, remember I told you my peace I give you. I give you my peace. That's enough. Even a a, a, a a child can understand that, Erica. When you give somebody something, he didn't say he took it away. He gave you, I gave you my peace. And when he gave it to me, I received it. Just receive his peace. Even in the midst of all of the ugliest thing this world is offering. Sometimes on your day at work, you get home and you just wish you don't have to go back. That's the day you might need not to eat dinner. As tired and hungry as your body and your flesh is, don't feed it. Don't eat that night. Because you got to go back and face that same person that offended you and hurt you. We We trying to get to the word healing. Healing can take place if you go ahead and fast. But you, you got to put this flesh under some kind of subjection most of the people in this generation right now don't have a covering they don't have pastors and you don't even have to you don't have churches church homes and stuff but when you get the the fasting you come in you come into communion with god the creator you come into god the the father one-on-one and he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. He'll tell you what, where you need to be going at to hear the word of God and to get teachings. And st- just start right there. Just start right there. That's a lot. But your healing and grief comes through fasting. If I say nothing else, it comes through fasting. And don't let nobody else tell you nothing different. Jesus fasted. And I wonder why he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He had to go 40 days and 40 nights, y'all. Now, can we do that? No. No. No, we can't logically do that. No. 
But it, the thing that intrigues me is what who was waiting on him at the foot of that mountain when he came down off that fast? He was standing there waiting. Now, my tests and my trials may not be yours, but we all know this one truth in a world of truth. Everybody got a truth and everybody got a trial and everybody got a test and everybody got something they're going to go through in this life. And one other thing somebody else they always said to me, I always heard this somewhere, I can't remember where, death and life. Those two things you're going to always see. So we need to, how you receive and, and perceive death, and that's how you going to, the quicker you do it, and the quicker you perceive that that is a part of life, the quicker you can go ahead and heal. That's right. And help somebody else. Because we supposed to be able to reach back and strengthen others. We don't have time to be sitting and mourning with our heads hung down. God got need of us. And things going to happen in this earth that's not none our business. And we don't have no control of. Do all you can, mothers, for your children. Why you can. Everything you can do. Now, in reasonable, do it. But... Just so you don't have no guilt, no conviction, and condemnation. You can lay your head down in that peace that you heard Erica LeCount talk about. It'll be, it'll be acquainted with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Did y'all hear that? I love that part when she's explaining the, the, the relation to giving birth and those labor pains, bringing them in this world, and then they need the world. And I heard her say something at her son's service, um, helping your sister or your brother breathe. You know, they always have a labor coach you know, that comes mm. in to help them hold that mama's hand and say, you can get through it, you can breathe through this contraction. And that's what we need to do. And that's where the connection comes in again, too. You need mm. the right person um, by your side in those moments to not say, because people do the most with somebody. <laughs> somebody People do and say the most, but you need somebody that is full of God, full sound of the Spirit, sound mind, that can hear from God, and that can help you get through those pains, that can help you get through those slow moments. I still have people that I know I can call when grief sits heavy. It's been March will be four years since my brother's passing, um, and sometimes it still feels like yesterday. Sometimes I still rehearse when my sister called me and told me that he was gone. You know, I still rehearse those things sometimes. Mm. But it hits different now than it did then. You know, I would want to tell other people who probably wonder what what a a grieving mom or dad feel like when they lose a child. People, this generation likes the tea. Oh, yeah. Give them the tea. Some days you wake up and you know you can go a whole hour without thinking about that person. Sometimes you can get dressed and go half the day. And then a co-worker pass you in the building and they wear the same cologne. And that woke memory triggers you. Or you ran to the grocery store after work and you went got through a whole day. And then you park in the parking lot and you get out your car with your keys and going in the store and lo and behold you waving at one of your your son's friends and then that triggers that memory I had a lady walk past me in the grocery store 
it was like the second week after my son was murdered. And the hiss, she had a, she made a hissing sound. It was kind of comical to me. I never heard nobody did that. Like, I never seen that before. She literally was walking up to talk to me and I was waving, hi, how you doing? And she say, like she touched something hot. And, and it, it kind of creeped me out at first. <laughs> and then I said, oh Lord, she need a hug. Wow. So I, I found myself comforting her. It's okay, you know. I was like, what was that, God? You know, and he laid on my heart. She still feel her heart. She, that grief is, is present. She, she saw you and that memory came back and triggered when she, she was like, oh gosh, I'm laughing, talking with Erica. And she looked, we got to live the rest of our days. That's the tea. The rest of our life, we got to find a way to keep healing and, and don't peel that scab back off. After you, you got to keep going and, and you make one step one day and you go an hour and then sometimes, and then don't pull the scab back off reliving that whole service. That, that's not, that's not good. That's not a place of healing. You When you heal, you don't go back to that thing. Not that you're going to erase your child's memory or erase your, your loved one's memory. No, you're not. You heal and you, you, get you get the strength you need and you go and you try to relive those memories and you in your quiet memory and time or whatever yeah. to celebrate their life but don't beat yourself up. Yeah. give yourself some grace sis. death is horrible and murder is even worse but who are we to judge how we prolong it and we can you know live a lifestyle that's away from a lot of dangers mm -hmm. but we make sure we are praying God covering us mm -hmm. from the danger seen and unseen you know you know you you brace yourself in prayer and you brace yourself in, in fasting for life we don't know what life have ahead and no man know the day nor the hour that the son of man shall return and one of the things I want to make sure that if, if a young person is listening to me, I, the, the month before my son was murdered, he came to me and um, I was standing in my kitchen and we, he and I was talking about something and the Lord laid on my heart to anoint him. If your mama and your auntie them come to you with the oil bottle, receive it. I went and I got my bottle of oil, and it's holy oil. It's a point of contact for the flesh. And and I poured it on his head, and I remember the oil flowing off of his head in his beard. like. And he took his two hands, and he rubbed the oil in his beard, and it was shining, and he rubbed it on his neck, and, and rubbed it in on behind his neck, and on his arm. and. It, and, and we prayed and came into agreement. And I remember him saying, I'm good now. And I said, you got to do more than just all yourself, baby. You got to live a life that is pleasing to God, too. You need his protection. So, young people, 
don't don't reject what you know worked for you in the beginning and you don't reject that receive it receive it you don't know that may be your last time <laughs> now, however, you yeah. may not just do all that, but but some of us are a little yeah. dramatic. Yeah. My we children love drama, and they yeah. love the dramatic, the, the drama their mom brings oh, with yeah. it. You know, and, and, and we laughed about it. We did, but that was my last time anointing him. We were getting him ready. He was getting ready. Another thing, a healing, another place of healing is I haven't, I've, I had to accept um, a lot of things that I never thought I had to accept. When once you, um, acceptance to me, um, it looks like just like believing something. Like, I don't know how to put it in the words that good but I accept the fact that this is my new normal and and if I plan to live a long life and um, raise my children and my grandchildren and be a happy prosperous person on this earth I have to accept some things and that's one of the things I had to to accept People don't want to accept things, and that's why the people. It's a generation when you're talking, and they they begin to shake their head. When somebody's shaking their head when you're talking to them, please be quiet. That's your indicator that they are not receiving nothing you're saying. Anything you say is going out of the. It's not coming in. That is going out of their ears. Except we have to accept things and. People don't want to talk about that. The young generation don't want to talk about that. They hold on the trinkets. They hold on the things that's around that person. They make those things. They they're gods, and because they that's all they got left. Is nothing wrong with that when you until you make it your god. You make it. You, you you this thing is more important to you than than trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. I have I have to make sure I'm clear on that. People can give you something and that person pass away the next week and they they wind up making that thing a God. Yeah. He don't want us doing that. Don't do that. And if you wanna talk more about that, you can call me directly. Personally, I wanna open my life up. I'm buying a cell phone, Lindsay, and that phone is only for prayer. I'm gonna put my my business card. I'm gonna get a, pit, a business card and put my picture on there. The only words will be on that card is my name and my phone number for that phone. Anytime that phone ring, that that phone is for prayer. I want to open my life up to to other parents, other mothers that might have questions. Um, how you keep moving forward? Every day is a new day. We got brand new mercies every day. Take full a full full advantage of that every day you get to store up some and some days you might need some from another reserve because it's hard to get out of the bed that day yeah Uh, you know but when you find yourself like that you make the decision to just fast that morning when you see all hell breaking loose in your home or straight chaos and you can't deal and cope with life right now fast 
just go ahead and do that. And people will say moving, removing food fixes everything. No, you're going to do more than just fast. You're going to anoint your head with all. You're going to get somewhere and open your, your word and read you some scriptures. You're going you're gonna to put yourself in a place of a spiritual mindset. So you'll be able to cope and keep going. And you got to make this a rhythm, a pattern. You're going to have to not just do this one day. You got the rest of your life to live with grief and trauma and all of these things that you got to heal from. You want to stay whole and not broken. You got to do something different. That's a good word, good wisdom from the heart of my sister, Mrs. Erica LeCount. Being authentic, she talked about that. Um, in a world that's ever-changing, you got to be who you are. You got to know who you are first before you can be who you are. Um, persevere in the face of adversity. She hit that um, head on, you know, facing something that you never thought you would have to face, um, that you never knew was coming. Um, but God did. So that's why he prepared you um, to be able to handle it the way you are. And your life is an example to not just mothers but people in general that's going through um, grief and I know that your your story um, your testimony um, is going to help so many people now like when you comments when you talk about what we want to discuss today she said forgiveness is a currency mm-hmm. there must must be an exchange because the truth is um, we can't make it to heaven if we don't forgive down here how about he say forgive us our th- yeah. forgive us yeah. our trespasses as we forgive who trespass against us. We supposed to say that daily. We can't make it. We can't even go. We're not even supposed to go to pray without forgiving first. That's Bible. That's Bible. We can't go to God with a healthy spirit. We got unforgiveness in our heart. He's not going to get our prayers. So we don't want our prayers being hindered by unforgiveness. Um, and that's not an easy, you know, somebody cutting in front of you road, that's one thing, you know, somebody's lying on you, that's one thing, but when it hits your home that heavy, mm-hmm. like murder, mm-hmm. from somebody you know, they knew that y'all did know each other, mm-hmm. very, 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 I didn't want that to take charge of my home, I want to leave wow. with love, that's the rest of my days, mm-hmm. and if I leave with love, my children and my children's children will see that I led with love, and not violence. Although violence came to my door, I didn't receive it wow. and didn't let it let it um, dismantle my home. Right. Not one single person I saw crying in my home in the three weeks that we tarried together. Not one person. Because I let, if they came in my house crying and I'm not in there crying, what you doing? <laughs> what is we doing? I ain't in there rolling on the floor. Why are you down? Get up, sis. We got to live. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. No, we not going to do that. We going to encourage one another because it's some things on this land coming. Oh yeah. And some things has happened. Mm-hmm. And it's many women in in my pre- that was in my presence that came through my home had lost children. Mm-hmm. Some lost them in in childbirth, some didn't live but a day. Some lived a year, some 18, some 30. Mm-hmm. But that still was a child. And they came in, and, and 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 I know it was some triggers, mm-hmm. some things, but I didn't let I didn't lead with that. Love is such a powerful emotion, mm-hmm. such a powerful yes, emotion. It, love covered a multitude, all of the, the 
faults that we could have been thinking, all of the things we could have had going on when you love on somebody, you ain't think about that. You receiving that love. That's what we did. I loved on them, on whoever came into my presence at that time. I didn't want them to feel that force of darkness that I was like more dead more. You ain't coming in here, this force of darkness trying to overtake my home and my my children and my grandchildren. No, you're not gonna um although this happened, this thing is it's a fact. You, I am not going to lead with, with anger and with bitterness and, and with strife and eye for an eye. That's right. I choose to lead with love. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful and that's what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you cannot, make sure I say that clearly, you cannot do it in your own mm-hmm. strength. Because again, the flesh wants to get revenge. The flesh wants to set the record straight. Flesh wants to um, speak their mind with its mind, but you have to do this in the spirit. That's why you have the power connection to God and to His Spirit and His Spirit living within you. That's what's going to get you through. That's what helped her to eulogize her son. You know, that the Spirit of God is what caused her to say, I forgive you. The Spirit of God, and, and it's not something that. I wish the church would be a better example that every day, you know, it's a fight daily to stay in this thing. You know, you don't get saved once and everything just disappears. It is a fight to stay saved. It's a fight to not yield to the the things of this flesh. It's a fight to not want to get revenge. When you know, even when you, especially when you know you're right, it's a fight to say, we're going to be in love. And it's, it's not... It's going to be tested. Very tested. <laughs> Very tested. But with the Spirit of God, and if you're connected to Him, He makes all things well, all things possible. And again, you'll see, you'll be able to do things, say things, you know. I can even remember um, when my mom's twin sister was transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, the day that she passed, my daddy said he felt me to go see her. Um, and then said... I want you to go with me. I'm like, can't y'all do that by yourself? <laughs> but I went with him. We went to the nursing home. And we prayed, you know, and I had to release her back to God. Ooh, hardest thing that I ever had to do in my life because I knew the pain that it was going to cause. You know, I, it, the devil was, we, we knew it was going to happen. But the pain that my mom, you know, endured and us, you know, because we were just so very close. You, it was tough mm. you know, to have to, on the spiritual note, um, having to release her back to God. Oh, can, can I say something right there? And that releasing back to God. Um, I said this during my son's eulogy. Like, I woke up one morning before he was murdered. The Lord woke me up. He said, it's time to date your son. And I took him to dinner, lunch. I took him to lunch to a, a place. And we were sitting there having lunch. And, um... He was excited. We were talking, and I was spending time with him. And at first, I was like, "Date your son? Yeah, spend when you go on a date with somebody, you set time out, you set that date out, you prepare, and you go and and spend time with that person, engage in conversation or what have you." And I put him over a meal so I can say, "How you been doing? <laughs> you know, you get him relaxed. How you? What you got going on in your life?" And I have adult children, and I have six adult children in my life, and um, 
I needed to make sure I was checking on them. How are you doing? How's it going? During that time, that was the time that um, the Lord spoke to me. He laid it on my heart and told me to, to give him back. And I told him over a meal sitting in Altman's restaurant in Elonia, Georgia. I say, son, I said, I have to offer you back to God. I got to offer your soul back. Commit your soul back to God. He said, mama, what that is? <laughs> what is that, mama? And you know when, that, when I did it, it came to me when I was standing to the graveyard. This is where we need to get this together. You know why? Because God don't want no dead flesh. He wants your spirit. So his soul was living. He was, he yielded to that. He was okay with me offering him back to God. He was like, Mom, I'm good now. You know, yeah, he was living. We wait till we at the graveyard to commit the soul back, the body back to the God. You giving God this corpse. He wanted when it's living and it's life in there where they can make a sound decision. I was, I think I spent the rest of that evening alone just trying to process. And so I, my walk through, through um, that process of um, getting my son from the, 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 his body from the crime lab to the, the grave was, was a process that I'd spent a lot of time with God on. Spent a lot of time with God asking questions to him and, 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 and getting closure on things that I needed. Mm -hmm. Committing, we're committing as a tradition and our, when I say our, I'm an African American woman. We commit the souls, the bodies back to the Lord when we get to the graveyard. When the soul was living and life in it, did we commit it then? That's what God Yeah. While the blood is running warm in your veins, that's the saints of the south. It's the wind. That's it. Definitely got to do it. While the blood is running warm in your veins. Yeah. Because yeah. after we completed that assignment, they're going to turn to this mm. later she died. So, mm. Yeah. So, when God say move, you got to move. Mm. When God say do something. Don't linger and tarry. You got to do it. You will live in, you will live in conviction yeah. and condemning yourself for not moving. You will be like, ah, oh, I should have did it. I should have, could have, I, I thank God that he did not allow me to live in that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, woulda. Mm. That's why you, peace. that's when peace can come in. Definitely. Through obedience. Definitely. God is amazing. He is. And God is the ultimate source of our strength. Mm. Um, he's the reason why we sit here talking to you about mm. grief and, you know, how to deal with it and having that connection, how to move forward in life. And it's just amazing. I always end up having these type of conversations. But it was a blessing to sit with you. Yeah, um, to likewise. talk with you today. Um, to hear your heart. Yes. Um, to hear your testimony. I enjoyed, you know, I told you that I enjoyed your son's home going. Um, but just to even sit now to hear your story and your testimony. It's, it's a blessing even to me. You know, it, it brings healing to me because daily we need it. Um, daily we encourage each other. Definitely. So as we end, I would like for you to pray for mothers and fathers that are grieving, um, yes, for healing for families, yes. unity and reconciliation. Yes, Father, we just thank you on today, Lord God. This is such a, a, a clear, a, 
profound time in life right now, Lord God. You are speaking, Lord God, more clear than you ever spoke before. Lord God, I've heard, I've heard of so many people dreaming dreams and, and, and hearing your voice like never before, Lord God. And Lord, I thank you right now just for, for what you're doing in this hour, God. Lord, I thank you right now for... Sister Lindsay, I thank you because she had to hear your voice one day, Lord God, to just move in the direction of doing this podcast, which is helping other people grieve and be relieved from things that they might have to say. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you for seeing about me and hearing my heartbeat and opening a door and making ways out of, out of no ways. I thank you, Lord God, and I just ask, Lord God, for any one of the listeners, Lord God, that that have any struggle in their bodies, in their mind, or they're going through any grief, any agonizing pain or turmoil, any nasty thing that have afflicted them, Lord God, I ask, Lord God, that you will remind them of this podcast when I heard your voice, Lord God, about fasting. Remind them, Lord God, we got to do something different this year. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you give them the strength. Give them the wisdom and understanding, Lord God, on what fasting really is. And how you we draw close to you, Lord God, that we are crucifying our flesh in that time period, Lord God. And, and we can't dwell in your presence like that. In our flesh. There's no good thing in that, Lord. You come and commune with us a lot easier when we are offering ourselves to you, Lord God. Holy and acceptable, Lord God, to you. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in this hour, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for anyone that's listening to this podcast that may have any questions that they'll just make find a way to get a question or um, sent to Miss Lindsay, Lord God, and that they will be able able to get the the answers that they need and lord we just thank you right now god for making ways out of no way i just thank you lord for what you're doing in my life i thank you lord god for this day and i just cover lord god this radio podcast lord god i just bless it in the name of jesus i lift it before you and lord god and we just ask that you just have your way god in jesus name amen Listening to this podcast, I hope that you enjoy Sister Mrs. Preacher, the prophet, the poetic, powerful <laughs> Erica LeCount. So I thank you all for listening, and I hope that you would like and share. Go to your favorite podcast form, like, share, get the notifications so you will not miss an episode. There is more to come, so make sure you like and share. And until next time, you all be blessed.